Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. Kyle's home. I'm not. <laughs> Kyle, how's it going? Did you travel to Bethpage today? I did not travel to Bethpage today. Was there a media event? Like, where, could somebody have played Bethpage on the Monday after in the similar way that they've got the lottery for the Masters? Well, there were some... There were <laughs> There were some friends of CBS that played Bethpage. Uh, let's just let's just say that. Nice. I don't I don't think it's a uh I think it's a pretty um selective lottery. What I don't know. I we yeah, we maybe we could have hopped on there. I don't know. You you got to play Glen Oaks though. So that was fun. Yeah, it's so Shout out to Glen Oaks. They, uh, Sean Martin and I went up there. They were having a, a um, an outing, a corporate outing at noon, but they let us just have basically run of the place for the morning on Monday, and it was really fun. It was, uh, you know, I, I don't like I, I don't know if architecture nerds would love the course, but who cares? I loved it. We had a blast, and it's the course for people that maybe don't know of Glen Oaks. It's the course where the way I explained it to you that DJ clown Spieth in the playoff, um, a couple of years ago on the FedEx cup. Play, I think it was the, I think it was the Barclays at the time. I think it's the Northern trust now. I don't know. I can't keep track of all the sponsorships and names or whatever, but everybody remembers the line that DJ took on 18, uh, in the playoff to beat Spieth. And that's where we played. Like so. right like right over water and one of those things where if you were to look at the angles on your TV, he was maybe even like a full 30 degrees to the left of where Spieth yeah, was. Yeah, you're like, you see the, the shot tracer and you're like, oh, did he, is that off the property? And then it's... <laughs> and then it's like he's got like a 25 yard chip to to win and uh yeah so much like DJ Overspeed I took down Sean Martin and a uh, friend of the program but we had a great time and it was just a it was a really fun good ending to uh, a long but really good trip so with uh some time to be able to to get back home and and continue to ruminate on Brooks Kepka that's kind of where I want to start you know what's the I felt like the conversations on Monday were like very quickly a lot of a lot of lines are being drawn to Tiger Woods. There's a lot of math being mm-hmm. run in terms of all right, so Brooks has four bef- yeah. under under the age of thirty. You know what what does this mean moving forward? I I feel like the clip is unsustainable, and I think that we talked about that a little bit, but. You know, as as you're starting to get a, a more clear-eyed view of everything that just happened at Bethpage, you know how how are you readjusting uh, where Brooks is rated or considered in your world? I don't know, man. I've gone back and forth on this because I I, I don't I don't know. I everybody's like throwing out just 
just absurd numbers. Oh, I, I mean, think number- he, I think he can get to ten. How about that? Uh, can he? Yes. I mean, I guess like. It, so he's going to have more than Phil's career from here on out. Um, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, but like, there's only there's only four of these, and I get it. Like, and and this is this is the part that you start looking at, and you're like, well, I mean, going, and we're going to talk about this in a second. But going into the week, like, are there only like five guys that can win this? That that's sort of the the theme that you've heard from different people, and. I think it might be true. And so if that's true, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, Kepka's in that group. And if he plays the way he's been, I, I don't know. I just, I get really wary of right after somebody wins a major or wins a couple majors or wins four of eight, we start, we start doing, and we did it with speeds, right? You're like, oh man, 12, 15, I don't know, 30. What's he going to get to? Well, I like 10 because it shocks the person that I'm talking to because the other side of my you know argument is like, yeah, he could win 10, but guess what? He could also never win another major. And I, I, I think a lot of that is up to Brooks Kepka. A lot of that up, s- is, is up to fate and fortune and you know how, how he adjusts to his new status and how you know, whether his body holds up, I mean, let's not forget like a wrist injury knocked him out of the masters in the middle of this run. Like there's, there, there are a lot of different things. Rory, uh, Rory wasn't his ankle that he messed up playing soccer. <laughs> yeah. That was before the 15 open at St. Andrews, which he would have won by 11. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, that's, so it's like, I have bracketed my expectations for Brooks kept cause like major total, it, it could it could be as low as four. He never wins again. It could be as many as ten. And I'm ex- in in that prediction. I'm expecting he plays until about thirty five, thirty six, and then maybe walks away earlier than a lot of other superstars. Yeah, but what's he what's he gonna go do? Like just go lift every day? I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I, I think that guys when they're in their twenties or their third early thirties or whatever, they're like, oh yeah, you just you know might never might not do this forever. And it's like, well, okay, sure, yeah. I get it. Like you got all the money and you've got all the trophies and whatever, but like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to go like build golf courses? No. no. Like, no, are I mean, you gonna, Brooks Kepka's not. Jordan Spieth is going to have his name on like every golf course across the country. Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, and it's going to be interesting, right? Because you see so much money in the game now that it's like, I, uh, Justin Thomas can retire tomorrow and and live a very comfortable life for a hundred years um and so like you could do it but i don't, I don't know i it just it's just it, it, we, we don't have like a real solid history of athletes like retiring young and it going that well you know like i just guys want to come back and do whatever but yeah i think kepka is gonna i, I think that did you see the number that Vegas set for his over under? No, no, no. What do you think they set it at for eight, his career? Eight uh, major wins, eight and a half. Yeah, uh, it, well, I guess it was when he's fifty. So like in twenty forty or something. Yeah, twenty forty. Uh, they set it at seven and a half. Okay, little bit bullish. I think that's a good number. I go under. And look, that's not crazy because there's still the other side of this which is as we're looking at Brooks Kepka and this particular run I a, a lot of it has been in the unique position of 
um, you know, having that like going in and, and trying to, to prove people wrong and, and the chip on the shoulder. And I think that that matters. And I am definitely like a sucker who's buying into the narrative, like somebody who, who only is looking at things in terms of, you know, your, your strokes, your numbers, the, um, or like all of the parts of Brooks Kepka's game that are, are lining up to say like this, 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 and is good. Therefore, uh, his, his game is going to be this, but I, I, a lingering takeaway for me is that, uh, the, do you think that Brooks Kepka was defensive or disinterested or some combination of both on the weekend at Bethpage? What do you mean by defensive? Playing playing defensive. No, I don't I don't think he was defensive. Okay. You just I, think he I, was off and then all of a sudden he just found ways to grind out pars and and still like keep himself from putting up a big number. Yeah. I th- I think he might have got a little I don't I don't think disinterested but just like but, He's not good whenever everybody is like praising him, you know, kissing his butt. So like, you believe the chip on the shoulder matters? I think it does. Like, and he said it on Sunday. I, I can't remember if we talked about this. We probably did on our Sunday night deal, but he said in his presser, like, it helped me that they started chaining DJ at. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. So, yeah. Okay. So for that reason, that would be, uh, that would be looking at Brooks Kepka playing it forward and being like, well, if everyone's going to praise him, I don't know if we're going to be seeing the same results. Like the clip, yeah, he, the clip he, is unsustainable for sure. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that I think he should, and this is not my, te- it's not an original take. Other people have said it. I think that he should just not play except for majors. And then people will be like, Oh, well he's like, he should do things that, that create, like friction for people to like come at him and then, and then just keep racking up majors because I think that like, he, I think he thrives on the friction. I mean, I wish you could have seen the look he gave, uh, whenever KVV asked him about, um, what's the most slighted you've ever felt. I mean, he was pissed. I was like, is he, is he going to come into the, into the, you know, chairs in the media center is he gonna start throwing chairs in the media center like what's what's going on here you <laughs> he just like <laughs> jumps over the table and starts coming at kvv it was crazy um but yeah i i don't uh i don't know i i had a i had a good point and i just and i just lost it but i, I, I don't know like what oh i i know what i was gonna say you know what else he brought up in his presser what he brought up uh, the nine second place finishes, which is what you've been saying for like six months now. Yeah. Nine runners up in PGA Tour events. It's not like he's been, uh, it's not like he's been totally checked out and missing cuts at PGA right. Tour events. Right. He, he has been yeah. right there and competitive. But when he was asked about it, he got asked about it on Sunday also. And he just like gave this huge, like, he looked like my daughter, like rolling her eyes. <laughs> like just this huge, like, Oh my well, gosh. Brooks like, has some we- big pretty eyes. Okay. Him rolling <laughs> yeah. his eyes would catch my attention. Absolutely. It was it was very he, I and he, I think he followed it up with like it's not like I'm not trying, you know? And uh Yeah, I don't know. There's just it's it's such a weird like I don't know what to do with all of it because I f- I think that the trajectory with somebody like Rory who 
graduated from winning on the European tour to winning on the PGA tour to winning majors to winning lots of majors. Same with Spieth, win, uh, having success, winning tournaments, winning a major, winning lots of majors. Like it, there's just this, and even going back to those guys amateur days like there's this very clear trajectory and with Kepka, it's it, it, there's I, there's just not that clear of a trajectory. he was a good college player he was good on the european tour he had a pretty solid start to his pga tour career but to, i mean we're talking about we're talking about like historic like sevi and faldo and um gary play like just unbelievable company that he's like his major championship trajectory is toward and that hasn't been his history and so it's my mind like doesn't know what to do with all of that do we overrate winning majors <laughs> <laughs> so I, I came across this i came across this great uh quote i was reading i had a bunch of golf digest old golf digest to knock out on on my flight home and i came across this quote from uh, johnny miller who said, uh, players who win a bunch of majors are special creatures. It's not normal. Under heavy pressure, their brains are able to process information smoothly. But if it's not in your DNA, I don't think you can really learn it. And I thought that was such a fascinating quote, and especially if you apply it to kind of the modern day and 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 specifically to, to Kepka and the run that he's on. I think that... Um... I think that we choose to value the majors and by choosing to value the majors, we create the intangibles that make them interesting, fascinating and intriguing. Right? Like we, it's just a social construct, like the value of a dollar. We have all agreed that these things are worth more. And when you look at the purse, they literally are worth more, but with the money in golf being what it is, I don't think that's the motivating factor for the golfers out there. I think it's more for the intangible value that everyone has agreed is going to be packed into this one event or these four events, as opposed to the other 40 on the, on the yearly calendar. Yeah. And it's almost like what Kepka is doing is, is um, like that divide is getting wider instead of narrower. Because essentially what he's saying is like, look, you guys or who I don't I don't know who I don't know what who people think like are like do 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 people think that players value majors the most or media or fans or whatever I, I don't know I don't know what people think about that but he's almost saying like look these are the only things that matter I don't know if he thinks that or if he thinks the media thinks that or if he thinks the fans think that I don't know but that's essentially what he's saying. And I mean, he's, he's kind of right, I guess. I I don't know. I still go back to like the DJ thing of he's won 20 times, but only one major Kepka's won six, but four majors. And yet in my head, and maybe this is just me, maybe this is a me problem in my head. I still think of DJ as being better. I, I guess. I don't know. Is that, Am I an idiot for thinking that? No, because we're still in Act One, or maybe we're in Act Two of the Brooks Kepka career, and we've we've lived with DJ for ten years. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just been more data points. There's been a lot going on, and um, and that's and that and this is again a, a previously stated stance here. We just need more time with Brooks. Well, and and Sean and I were talking about this. I, or maybe he brought it up. Did he bring up the Padraig Harrington thing on Sunday? Uh, briefly. About how Padraig said, like, you, you get 
one or two like 20 month heaters in your career. And so you better, you better win some when you do that. Yeah. And, and that's a guy who won three majors in essentially a year and a half. But when you, and but when you think about Padre Carrington, where does he, where does he fit in among his peers in your mind? Mine, yeah. I, I just, uh, he, he, like when I think of him, I don't think of him as being a three major talent. Right. You know? And so I, maybe we, I don't know, maybe we do over, overvalue ma- like winning majors. Coming up on the other side, getting into more thoughts from Jordan Spieth, Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson, and more. All that coming up next. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. And now it's time for Stock Up, Stock Down, brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Uh, Coming out of just a a massive event in terms of where we're positioning our golfers and and how we forecast them out for the rest of the season. Uh, So let's start with Jordan Spieth. You know, we've we've got uh, a finish on the leaderboard, his first top 20 finish of uh, the season of 2019. He's got, you know, all these pieces moving in the right direction. He told everyone going into the PGA, he felt like his worst golf was behind him. You even pointed out, uh, it was interesting to, like you said, I never thought I would be, did you say nonplussed? Did you, like, I didn't think I would I ever be. I, I think I said uh, this dis- or this little interest or something. Yeah, like this that. disinterested with Jordan Spieth being T3 on the leaderboard at a major on the edge of a slam. Uh, so high finish on the leaderboard, even though he was never really in it. So Jordan Spieth, stock up, stock down moving forward. Uh, I, I think I'm going down, Chip. Squeeze me? I think I'm going stock down. Uh, why? Well, here, here's why. So I'm looking at his numbers right now. So Spieth finishes... 49th in the field from T to green. It's not very good. He, yeah, 49th T to green. He gained two strokes on the field from T to green all week. That's it. And with his approach shots, he lost strokes. He lost strokes to the field in approaching the green. And the way he made it all up was that, I mean, he had and other people have said this, he had one of the great putting weeks of his career. I mean, so he finishes fifth in the field on Thursday, third on Friday, 34th on Saturday, and fourth on Sunday. He gained almost 11 strokes with his putter. That is not, so that's, uh, what is that, Two, almost three around. I mean, even when he was putting really well, he would gain like .7 around. I mean, it, this this was like an unbelievably good putting performance, and that's just that's I, I want to see it go the other way. I want to see him elite from tee to green, and and have an average putting round and com, and contend in in that way. Fair, and I I will agree that I'm not looking at this finish as this leaderboard finish as something that uh, suggests a big turnaround or something that should be celebrated. Uh, beyond you know what it was like it's, it doesn't have any greater meaning than um, you know you finished this many strokes behind the winner I I believe that you pointed out 
Beth Page, the way that the course is just so brutal and such a um, you know mentally exhausting and physically exhausting that Beth Page kind of falls into not necessarily Jordan Spieth playing uh, excellent. But at least Jordan Spieth being better than the field just to be able to survive that. And it's not that I'm going to give him a pass on not having great tee to green stats or great approach stats, but I I will understand that. I mean, I'll understand that this this to me never was going to be a course that Jordan Spieth was going to be able to point and shoot, right? Like he's he wasn't going to be able to hit every fairway. He wasn't going to be able to have clean looks into greens. And for him to just kind of you know figure it out, just to speeth it out, and still end up high on the leaderboard, I I am not going stock down. But I will I'll say I will not uh, I will I will not overvalue Spieth's stock just because of the high leaderboard finish. Understanding that there was still plenty that was wrong with his game. I mean this he. He was going to grind. He's been grinding yeah. forever. And that's like, oh, things aren't going well? Well, guess what? Spieth has been in a headspace that to be able to survive things not going well for a long time now. Well, and I mean, it was so crazy following them on Saturday, him and Kepka. Like you just – I mean, if you close your eyes and listen to them hit the ball, you'd be like, well, one of these guys has, you know, three majors and the other has none. Like you, like you, you wouldn't have thought – that they both had th- at the time, they both had three majors. Uh, I mean, and, and even in watching it, it was even crazy. I mean, Spieth was like, I, I don't, he did, he couldn't find the center of the club face. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And to do what he did, I mean, you just, you shouldn't, he should not have been contending on that course. And so I'm with you. Like, I think it's mega impressive that he was able to finish top three. I mean, to, I would have said top 15, you know? Right. Which, by the way, do you, is it is it a good thing that, like, looking back, there were probably, and people have brought this up too, there are probably only, like, five guys that could have won that tournament. Like, do you like that? Is that good? It's is a U- what we want golf to be? I mean, that's a U.S. Open, though, right? Yeah, we went to Although, we went to a U.S. Open track and we got the kind of leaderboard of like Tiger winning at Bethpage when it was the U.S. Open. Yeah, like it's it's just it's weird because you go into a week and you're like, well, uh, okay, Kevin Kisner's playing like the the best golf of his life, and there's just like the probability of him beating Kepka wherever Kepka finishes on the leaderboard this week is so low. I mean, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And so it's, it's really weird to go into a week knowing that. Well, Brooks Kepka already told you he only has to beat 15 guys. I know he's kind of right. He's right. <laughs> I, I, like at the beginning of the week when he said that, I was like, wow. And then, and then at the end of the week you're thinking about it and you're like, yeah, that's true. I mean, there are 15 guys that are really good, but still that's a, that's a pretty small number and it's kind of true. Yeah. Um. All right. What about Tiger? Obviously, missed the cut. Frustrating. Uh, stock up, stock down. I'm going stock down. And I heard there was some there was some chatter, Chip, behind the scenes chatter. And this is not groundbreaking. It's not. It's a. It's it's a rumor. It's a rumor. It's not. I'm not breaking news. None of that. 
there was a lot of talk about how Tiger, and I think this is sort of, uh, I don't know. I think it's true of a lot of guys who are young and once they reach this, this peak, there was another Johnny Miller quote in here that he basically said, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll find it in a minute. But essentially he was saying, you have so much drive and so much hunger when you're young. And then when you reach the peak, you're like, okay, you look around you're like, what now? What do I do now? Right. And that's, that's sort of where Rory, we've seen Rory be there, right? The last five years, Kepka's gotten there. And so it's like, now what? And I think with Tiger, you have this almost second version of that where he's older and he, he reaches the the mountaintop again. And, and anyway, the rumor was that, or the thing that people were saying was that Tiger, like, uh, person like intimate, like, like within his circle was, was like, he just wanted one more, like just one more major. <laughs> and you now know? he's got it. And now he's got it. And, and I don't, I, and I think that like, like he may or may not have said that. I have no idea. That was just sort of the rumor that was floating around. And I don't, I don't think that necessarily contributed to him playing poorly, but I do think there's some real, real like connection between like reaching the mountaintop again. And you're like, okay, I did it. And I did it at Augusta and that matters. And I just don't know if, and I think he's competitive enough that it's like, okay, yeah, I know I said that, but I just want two more now, you know, like I I don't, I don't think it even, I don't know if that statement even matters, but I thought that was a really interesting sort of nugget that uh, was kind of flying around in the, uh, the, the back rooms of the PGA championship. So stock down. Yeah. Stock down. Um, he'll, he'll probably win Pebble. Well, I, I mean, I just, I, I factored in more when we saw him coming down the stretch. Right. And we talked about that where, and I think we talked about it on Friday night show, just the idea that if I'm reading body language and if I'm overstepping my bounds, I saw a player who seemed to accept his fate that he wasn't going to play to the weekend and having seen desperation from players on the cut line in other tournaments and in other situations i i didn't see that desperation from tiger woods it seemed like he was like well you know we're gonna play out the string and i didn't i didn't make the cut okay let's just get on the yacht and head home yeah totally and that and that's got to come from the like I mean, I, I hesitate to use the word complacency, but I don't have a better word for it. But just that feel, that little, maybe even a slight sliver of complacency that comes with getting that that one major that he was looking for. Yeah, for sure. And and I think when you combine that with the reality that he knows he's only got X number of shots left in the back. Man, did you did we talk about this? The New York Times article? No about how I, I can't remember who wrote it. I, I think it was Karen Krause, but I'm not positive. Uh, just about like the interview and doctors and saying like, look, this is not a long-term deal. Like it might be longer term than f- if Kyle Porter got it or Chip Patterson got the surgery, but eventually this deteriorates again. And I think that tiger either believes that or, um, is aware of it is aware of it yeah. and I think that it's like okay well you're you're definitely not coming back from 17 down to Brooks Kepka. So let's let's say I mean, you know, 145 swings at Bethpage on a weekend is 
like 245 somewhere else. <laughs> right, right, right. So let's save those and let's get to Pebble, on to Pebble. And he's not going to play again or is he going to play Memorial? I don't know. Is he going to play Memorial? Is he going to is he going to play anything? Does anything matter? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> stock down on Tiger Woods. Uh, all right, one more uh, again for stock up, stock down brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Dustin Johnson, stock up, stock down. Stock up. Yeah, people people just ripping on DJ. Oh, typical DJ, you know, typical DJ, major championship. DJ, how about this, Chip? DJ is uh, like three six-foot putts and three swings from winning the players, the Masters, and the PGA this year. I mean, he's a he is a three-jack away from having won Chambers Bay and having all of this uh, chatter not necessarily be as loud or as crazy. I, and I know, like you, you, it's you can't get into the oh well, you know, Louis Stazen would have the career slam. He's five swings from the career slam or whatever. I love that stat. But I mean, seriously, he loses the players by three, and again, he missed like six foot six putts inside of ten feet that week or that Sunday, the last day. It was crazy. Uh, he loses the Masters by one, and then he loses the PGA by two. Like I, I don't. I, I'm I'm in like I'm stock up like he's he's playing really really good golf and I get it like I I really struggle and wrestle with the idea of like oh does he have what it takes to close and it, you know all that stuff um I I still am not totally sure what to do with it because uh, in a vacuum Brooks Kepka shot a 74 on Sunday and I know it's different because he shot a 63 on Thursday but. DJ's playing really well, and I think he is probably going to win the U.S. Open at Pebble. Ooh! I already picked DJ for the PGA, so I can't ride with it again. But I'm with I. Yes, I agree on the stock up for Dustin Johnson. I've been vocal that I believe that he's in a a good spot right now. I like his game. I support that, and that has been. Stock Up, Stock Down, brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Our thanks to TD Ameritrade, the presenting sponsor of this show. All right. It's time for the stat, 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 stat of the day. Okay, I got a good one for you. Okay. Ten guys have top have multiple top fives at, at majors since the start of 2018. So there's been, what is that, six majors since the start of 2018? And ten guys have multiple top fives. So we're not talking top 20s. We're not talking made cuts. We're not even talking top 10s. We're talking... Top five in a major championship since the start of 2018. How many of those can you name? Um, they've got multiple top fives. Multiple top fives. Um, before I rattle off the ones I feel good about, can I just throw out ones that I don't feel good about? Yeah. Rory. Got it. He's one of them? Yeah. All right, cool. I think I can let this fly now. Uh, Tiger. Yeah. Frankie. Yeah. Brooks. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. Rose. No. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Um, multiple top fives. It's not Patrick Cantlay because he fell down to T9 at the Masters. Right. Um... I think you lack five or four. I lack four. 
Yeah. Um, Justin Thomas? No. Mm. Um, People are just hollering at their radios right now. At their, I don't know why I said radios. At their <laughs> iPhones. Uh, I don't know. Who's the rest? Uh, Finau. Finau. All right. Patty yeah. Reed. Yeah. Spieth. 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 Should have gone with Spieth. Rom. Did you say Rom? I did not say Rom. Okay, Rom and did you say Kepka? Yeah. Okay, so you just liked Rom, Reed, Spieth, and Finau. Yeah, the ones I came off the top with were Rory, Tiger, Frankie, Brooks, DJ, and Rose. Rose was wrong, but yeah, those are the only you ones I felt really good about. Xander was a good pull though. So Brooks has four top fives, <laughs> and he's only played in five of them. <laughs> he missed the Masters last year, so he's got four. DJ's got three, and then everybody else has two. Wow. Wow. Ah, oh, man. What, uh, hey, real quick question before we put the PGA to bed. Next episode, we'll be uh, looking ahead to Colonial. What's the shot that sticks with you the most from the PGA Championship? Yeah, I've been thinking about this, and I'm glad you just got my uh, my little note in our document there since I, I just wrote it in there. It's the drive on 15 by Kepka. I mean, it was on Sunday on Sunday. It's hard to, I I hope it came across on TV, like how chaotic everything was and just how much was going on. I mean, it was loud and there there was just, it was, it was very much. And I, and this is what I wrote on Sunday night, like major championships. If you're the leader and especially if you're like front running, like he was where you're going, trying to go wire to wire, which by the way, he turned himself into like this wire to wire underdog, which is hilarious even though he was the favorite from literally before the tournament until the the last putt, mm-hmm. like he was never not the favorite, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. It's just, it's what he does, but, um, it got so chaotic and it, it he had every opportunity to, to just stumble in 42 on the back. Your career is just, it, you know, like everything's in question, but he hit a 350 yard drive, his longest drive of the week on 15. And the the sound that it made and the way that he hit it, that I mean, it was it was awesome. And that's the that's the thing that I'll take away. That like that's the shot that I will remember. Three, um, do you have one just from watching on TV? All right. So I saw your note maybe about five minutes ago. I pulled up his scorecard and I was trying to I was trying to find exactly where it was. That one was really good. I almost pulled up on 10. He hit it 347 yards and then on the approach stuck it to two feet. That was a, a birdie there. I mean, yeah, that's sh- the shot into 10 was sick. So sick. Uh, the, his driving average on Sunday was 344 yards. Yeah, he was locked in. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was, he was fired up. Um, I mean, so yeah, I'll, I will, the three, I was going to say one of the drives, honestly, and I couldn't remember which one it was and it might've been, you know, the a shot that sticks out to me. I, so the answer is I don't have a particular shot, but most of it's been off the tee. And like when they would do, when he was playing with Molinari and Woods and they would just do the like, well, here's Molinari and 75 yards forward, here's Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That stuff was stupid. Um, so yeah, not the, maybe the shot into the 10 green. Uh, I'll agree with you that the, given the stakes of the tournament for him to just lash it, find the fairway, then hit the green on 15. 
that was absolutely huge. And that stopped the bogey streak, right? The one 11, 15, 12, yeah. 13, 14 yeah. were the bogeys. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't have one particular one, but that's definitely a good one. So I found the Johnny Miller quote from earlier. All right. He said, um, this is, I'm kind of pulling it out of a bigger quote. He said, I was fighting the fact that I had, uh, sort of done all the things I wanted to do in the game. I was just content. And when you're content, you're basically done. I was happy. Everything was great. It was, it was like, well, that's done. I climbed that mountain, check out the view and enjoy it. Be a good dad and go fishing. I had lost that passionate love for the game. I really can honestly say that at, say that at that point it became work for me. Mm. And I think, I think you're seeing guys, we'll, we'll wrap it on this. I think you're seeing guys at a young, I mean, what, what is, what drives Rory? You know, we, we talk about this all the time, but I think that'll be one super interesting thing about Kepka and, and maybe like, maybe for his own sake, he should only play majors. I'm kind of being facetious, but not really like you don't, you don't want to get, you don't want to get lost in this, like just the grind of the tour life. And I think he does a pretty good job of that. Like of, you know, just having a, just doing other stuff, you know, whatever he does, going to beaches and taking Instagram photos and working out. And I, I don't know what all he does. But I think that's a really fascinating prism through which to view guys like Kepka, Spieth, Rory. I don't think JT's quite gotten there yet because he's only got the one major, but he, I think he will. And I think it's like, well, what do you, what do, you do after that? And I, th- I think that's a question that we'll only be able to answer years from now, but it's something that I'm, it's kind of constantly like rolling through the back of my mind as I, as I write about and think about this stuff. Well, you know, now that Instagram is uh, starting to take off the likes from Instagram, you know, that's really going to in that's really going to hurt the the influencer world on Instagram. And, you know, without the the nice little retirement role of being Jenna Sims prop and in Instagram photos, I don't know what Brooks Kepka is going to do. He's probably going to have to play golf. Wait, they're taking off the likes. They're experimenting with it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? Why? Because they're tired of the like they they want to create a more um like a more open and inclusive Instagram world where the the number of likes on a photo isn't as valued. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's I'm already out, so it's it's too late for me. But I I appreciate the notion that they've realized that it's created some toxicity uh, with the number with the likes counting. Yeah, I haven't posted on. Uh, nobody wants to hear about our Instagram lives, but um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, but yeah, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I thought that Miller quote was fascinating, and um, we'll see. I think I think Kepka going forward is fascinating as well. He is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. 